Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Christmas scripture, my old friend. I've come to walk with you again Because a vision quite revealing Left its seeds while I was studying And the vision that was planted in my heart It can't depart Within the arms of Jesus Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. While shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground. The Christmas friend today on the Christian Car Guy Show. <laughs> there you go, Jerry. Hey, hey, I like it. I like it. I like it. Can we can we download that on uh, iTunes? <laughs> Robbie Dillmore's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the sound of silence has been changed forever, and you, you know you you maybe never can get that sound out of your head. I hope you can. <laughs> but anyway, so today's Christian Car Guy Show is. The Christmas friend, and by that I essentially mean the scriptures uh, are your Christmas friend. When you're trying to find the meaning of Christmas, as Charlie Brown does there, the place you can always return to, you know, is the scriptures. And so you you might have heard Simon and Garfunkel's Song of Silence, but um, I'll get to why I use that here in a minute. But And then you heard, of course, Linus and Charlie Brown from Charlie Brown's Christmas. And then While the Shepherds Watched Their Flocks by Reawakened Hymns, which I really like that. So as you might imagine, today's show is always brought to you by Hebrew Letter. And this one has everything to do with friendship. And really, in Hebrew, I think this is really cool to know that the word friend is the root of the word shepherd. And if you think about it, if you're a sheep, you know, that's a good friend to have. <laughs> and, and so the letter ayin is, this, no, there's only two letters in the word friend in Hebrew, and the second one is an iron that has to do with vision, because an iron looks like a Y. And so you got two eyes, but you get this idea of one vision, right? Somehow or another, you, when you look with both your eyes, you end up with one vision. Well, such is the same with your friend right? As you get closer and closer walking with somebody, then all of a sudden you have the same vision. You begin to like the same kind of movies. You do the same kind of things. And that's very much what happens, um, I suppose, with shepherds and sheep and friends and of all sorts of different ways. But our Christmas friend, as you study certain Christmas passages, as I'm sure you do every year, 
you become more and more intimate with them, right? And you, you begin to really see some things. And I hope you're like me that this year you've seen some things that just like, oh, I never saw that before. Like, oh, that's amazing. So the author of Eugene Peterson's biography, in the, which is called A Burning in My Bones, described Eugene Peterson, the author, in this amazing way, and I never really had considered what he said, but he said that Eugene Peterson had a conversational intimacy with the scriptures. And when I heard that, I was just like, oh, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I was telling about it in my Christian Businessmen's Committee meeting, which is a bunch of old Bible dudes. <laughs> and one of my dear friends, Harold, who was also a poet, when he heard that, he immediately said, oh, that's like Simon and Garfunkel's song, you know? Hello, you know, whatever passage, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again, right? And, and that kind of stuck. I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, hello, Luke chapter 2, my old friend, I've come to talk to you again, or Luke chapter 1, or whatever it is that you're studying, it's your old friend, and you've come to talk with it again. And then listen to what it says, and this is my rendition again, because the vision, right, quite revealing is what I added instead of <laughs> quite sneaking. But anyway, because the vision, quietly revealing, left its seeds while I was studying, right? And I'm sure you're like me, that all these seeds are in your heart from the studying that you've done over the years, and they just continue to bear fruit in so many different ways. And as it gets there, every year you can kind of revisit it, and it can't depart. And so, you know, I have a few nuggets that I have gleaned this year, but more than that, I would love to know what... This is a live show, and the purpose of a live show <clears throat> is not that Robbie does the show. I mean, Robbie is the host of the show, and I've got Jerry, my good friend, and also old Bible dude. <laughs> but I, I'm anxious to hear what you have gleaned this year from something you've looked at, or maybe maybe you heard it in a Christmas carol you heard a thousand times, or or, or maybe you saw it in, in when you were decorating your Christmas tree. But whatever it was, you were intimate with it, you thought, and then something new came to light. And what that was in its own way is Jesus, because Jesus is the scriptures and the scriptures are Jesus. And it really is your friend. Like we are a friend of God in so many different ways. And so where does that come to light for you this year? Okay. And so what kind of gave me the idea of friendship is if you look in Luke chapter 1, which is actually the beginning of the Christmas story, you'll note that, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Luke decides that, that he's going to write this book to somebody by the name of Theophilus. And I don't know if you ever heard this, but I think it's absolutely spectacular that Theophilus is actually a Greek way of saying friend of God. Okay? <laughs> and, and so as you're reading Luke... You know, you can't help but wonder if Luke wasn't just using or the Holy Spirit was giving Luke this idea of anybody that wanted to dig a little bit would find out he was writing it to you <laughs> because you're a friend of God. You are, you are Theophilus, right? It's, it's absolutely spectacular when you think about it. Just as I pondered that and pondered it, I thought, yeah. I, you, you know, Robbie, as you said, the thing is we automatically sometimes just think we're reading Scripture it doesn't, how does it apply to me? And, and really when we start, really break it down and realize that, that, that you know, the gospel 
God's word is speaking. It was written for one purpose, for me. Right. It's sort of the same thing with Calvary. Why, why did why did Christ have to die on die on the cross? It was for me. Everybody else just kind of get got to come along for the ride, but it was for me. And I know you fixed to go in a different direction, but I, I just want to take the opportunity to just say one thing. How and this is a challenge because I know raising a daughter uh, when she was young and stuff and and all of the other little girls that were that, that, that were at the house continually and stuff one thing that I always cherished was just that I made sure and I think it's important and I challenge you as a parent a grandparent sit down and just take time and make sure it's an important time make sure your our kids know it's an important time and just read the Christmas story just just not, don't rush through it. Just read it and, and just look at their faces and, and the questions that will come out of that and stuff. And just I just think so many times we're too busy talking about the Santa Claus story and uh, the gift story and all of the other stuff. And, and just don't take time to sit down with our kids and stuff. And because really it, it, we're doing it for our kids. But, man, it is still it. Oh, well, we let me tell so you. so much out of it ourselves. Yeah, because something new is going to come jumping out at you that you've never seen before, and I'm going to challenge you to add something new this year. Do Luke chapter 1 before you do Luke chapter 2, because Luke chapter 1 is gigantic, and it's, you know, where Mary gets the word, and everybody's going to get the word. So yeah. d- diving into that for a minute here. Um, so there were 400 years of silence, <clears throat> which is a huge deal. I mean, so, you know, to set up the book of Luke or the book of Matthew, before, you know, this stuff happened, there were 400 years that God did not speak through his prophets, that nobody heard anything. And so when you think about it, you know, that's like way before America was only 200-something years old. I mean, almost twice as long as we've been a country, nobody heard anything. Yet, the Jews faithfully, I mean faithfully, and certain ones— like Zechariah, we're going to hear about, was a priest. And he continued to serve at the temple exactly as God, as God had described it. And, and so it's, it's spectacular to me that we always hear about the shepherds, and but we don't even think about the first time that God speaks to a prophet after 400 years is actually to a priest who's actually serving in the temple. And his name is Zechariah, but in, in Greek, it's called Zacharias. <clears throat> but his name was Zachariah, just telling you, because he was Hebrew. And he was married to somebody by the name of Elisheba. Now, Elisheba is Elizabeth in Greek again. But that's kind of a famous name in the Old Testament because that happened to be Aaron's wife. Okay, so here's a priest, and no coincidence at all that his wife had the same name as Aaron's wife. And we're going to get to all that, but more than that, we need your call. 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Christmas scripture, my old friend. I've come to walk with you again. Because a vision quite revealing left its seeds while I was studying and the vision that was planted in my heart it can't depart within the arms of 
the Christmas friend today on the Christian Car Guys show. And as we were talking about, like the scriptures, like the more you read certain scriptures, they just become like good friends. And and here you are talking to them again, and every time something new jumps out at you. And again, this is a live show, so the beauty of it is you can call us and tell everybody. In other words, this this jumped out at you, and now you have a chance to share the light that, that God gave you. And you can do that by calling 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Maybe it was something about the shepherds. Or, or maybe you just saw the stars in the sky in a new way than you've never seen them before. Or, you know, I heard James Banks when he did encouraging prayers this week, he said, all heaven broke out. <laughs> I love that. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Like, when did that happen for you? And it would mean so much to me and to all our listeners for you to share that, even though I know it takes some courage to dial that number, but I'll give it to you again. It's 866 348 7884. So getting back to 400 years of silence, and then all of a sudden God's going to appear. But not only does he appear, he appears in the temple in the, in the form of Gabriel. In other words, this angel doesn't show up just anywhere. He shows up in the temple. And oh, by the way, for Zechariah to be there, he was in the course of Abijah. Now what that means, it looks like a little detail there, but it's actually a huge thing to note, in my opinion, because each course of this particular type of priest had a week that they ministered in the temple, and his was at the altar of incense. And it was just so happened that his came the eighth week. Now, there were 24 of these courses, like there are 24 hev- elders in heaven, so make the connection, <laughs> all right? It, it tells you that these people in heaven got something to do. That there's 24 of these guys that, that were ministering in the temple, and his came up on the eighth week. Well, why is that important? Well, it's gigantic because eight is the miracle number. It, it just is. It's like you do what you do for seven days, and God's going to do the big thing on the eighth. That's why all the babies were, were circumcised on the eighth day, and we're going to hear all about that later on in Luke chapter 1, right? Both Jesus and John get circumcised on the eighth day. And, and the temple was cleansed on the eighth day. In other words, here we are on the eighth week of the year, and here is Zechariah married to Elisheba. And, and that in itself is gigantic because... God is showing himself through Gabriel to a priest. And, you know, it shows how much he really honored these people that had kept the covenant to some extent. Some of them were good guys, and some of them devoted their life to God for 400 years. They heard nothing. Wow. Just wrap your mind around it. Yeah, just wrap your mind around that for a minute. And then he shows up, and, of course, it dumbfounds, literally, poor Zechariah. But Elisheba, right, she gets a visit from the Holy Spirit, not unlike <laughs> Sarah. And if you go back, I think it's, it's um, Genesis chapter 21, where Sarah is visited, what, in her old age. Well, what's the deal with Elisheba? She's in her old age. And, and and if you don't see the similarities, I'm sorry, but they're just there. And this is gigantic. It's huge. And God is painting this picture for John to come 
Now that name in and of itself is gigantically huge because John is really Yohanan in Hebrew. And what it means is God is bringing grace, right? Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And here comes John to herald that. And of course, the idea of grace is comfort spelled backwards, right? Noah was going to comfort his people, and he was the first person to find grace. And so when you look in Isaiah 40, which is, by the way, the whole passage that, 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 that Gabriel is going to quote at Zechariah to tell him this is who, who you are going to have. You're not going to just have any child. You're going to have the Isaiah 40 child, right? Because he tells him that he's going to be the one that prepares the way, the one crying out in the desert. I mean, he gives him that, you know, it's like Zechariah knew what Isaiah 40 said, and he knew what it meant that his son was going to be in the spirit of Elijah, right? I mean, what he told him there was setting the stage for like, like, oh my goodness. And Zechariah knew what that was. And that's what made it even more dumbfounding for Zechariah. He just didn't get a, like, you're going to have a baby at 80 or whatever, how old he was, but you're going to have the baby. Like you're, you're going to have John and, and, and his name is a gigantically huge idea. And, and the idea that you are God's favorite, because that is the idea of grace, is, is favor. And, and when you look at, at, at Luke chapter 1, it's all about favor, on whom his favor rests, right? Well, his favorite says Jerry's his favorite. Robbie's his favorite. You are his favorite. And that's what grace is all about, right? And, and, and that, that he's going to show up, and here it comes. And it's all about these familiar concepts of comfort, and grace, and peace, and light, and, and all these things is, as you go on to see what happens with Elisheba, which you know as Elizabeth, <laughs> which maybe you know some Elizabeths, you can tell them, look, it's like all the Marys out there. Their name's actually Miriam, they just don't know it. But you know, if all these characters that are in there were names that, that God honored, just like, here's, here's a, another nugget, and then I'll leave it to your nuggets, that I think is spectacular. Aaron is written in the Talmud as saying that he was the greatest marriage counselor of all time. And if you really think about what a priest should be, he should be a marriage counselor because it's your union with God that it's your relationship with God that priests are, you know, really, <laughs> this is our deal, right? This is, what, this is what we do as priests. We help people with their marriage to God. But you also, marriages with one another is a huge thing. Well, Mar- Aaron was such an, said, made such a huge impact in the wilderness on marriages that the whole next generation had an overwhelming number of Aaron's because all these marriages, they, they named their boys after Aaron, right? Well, think about how amazing the original Elisheba must have been for him to be that kind of marriage counselor, right? So we'll be back. We need your stories like the Christmas friend. It's the scriptures. We'll be back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. While shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down and glory shone. 
Christmas friend today on the Christian Car Guys show. What uh, scripture passages just jumped out at you and just like, man, I'd never seen that before. That is so spectacular. And, uh, you know, I could actually go on and on and on and on. But I, 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 I don't want to neglect the part that this is the Christian Car Guys show, okay? And the Christian Car Guys show has a ministry within it that God has blessed. Oh, my gosh, has God blessed it. Um, it's called the Jesus Labor Love. It's car repair for single moms and widows and families in crisis across the country. And it really is across the country. Uh, last week, you heard from a lady in Arizona who was trying to help a homeless gentleman there in, um, I think it was Tucson. And fascinatingly, our website went down right after she got out the air. So I don't know if some other people had tried to contact me, but I want you to tell her our website is up, which by the way, all these nuggets that I made mention of and the scripture references and the things that I had in the, the study of what I was talking about earlier, it's all there at christiancarguy.com in my, you know, the Christmas friend post for today, it, but as well as all the Jesus labor love stuff. But I wanted to make you aware that if you've got that car for, or you've got a connection in and around Tucson, that, that we would love to hear from you. We're still on the search. However, I had the most, I had an amazing week in Christ. There's no doubt I did that I got a call on Sunday from a young lady in Colorado who, who had a car um, that she was considering donating. We were still working through that. And I don't, want to go into too much of her story because that wouldn't be appropriate, but oh my goodness, that call led into a real need that was completely spiritual. And she was being tormented. I mean, horribly tormented. Um, and I really have never had an opportunity to minister like that, not like that, to anybody. Um, even though they were, you know, obviously the difference between Denver, Colorado and Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I don't know. But what I know is like, oh my goodness, God ordained that obviously that show went out and that, that somehow or another that girl knew what my phone number was because she had a car that would possibly go to the lady in Tucson. <laughs> and then, oh, this this need comes out and it's huge. And and I don't know, Jerry, that, that we didn't save somebody's life. Well, God sometimes puts things in our path that we... It's so unexpected. But we're called to be ready. Uh, right, right. Because, you know, I'm just like, you know, thinking, well, what's going on with this? And then all of a sudden, oh, my goodness. And, and it's just been on my heart all week that, and that, that wow, that, that, you know, there's a lot of people going through some real stuff. Yeah, we always think that the holiday season, you know, it's just all the – all the joy and excitement, you know, it, it's also a tough season for a lot of people. And I, I granted it. And, and I know that kind of going off track a little bit, but I've been involved with Fonda Bryant with the suicide prevention stuff and everything. And, and over the past couple of years, especially the past year, and it just makes just the stories I hear on, on that and, and from who I hear them from. And it's just, just humbling and heartbreaking at the same time. People, People are hurting, and 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 granted, it's you know the easy thing, the Christian thing to say is you need Jesus, and 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 that is the ultimate answer. But also, we have to be able to know how to walk them through it to to get them to that point. Wow. And, yeah, and and 
But interestingly, a lot of times the people that are actually devastated and really hurting definitely have Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and somehow or another lost their connection with their friend, right? And they don't even realize that, they, you know, he's, you know, right there. And, and um, it's what an opportunity we have when we just, you know. <laughs> well, and, I, and what you did, you know, and I don't know the, 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 the specifics of it, but one of the things is what we need to do is make sure that we just let them know that somebody cares, that we care, Jesus Christ cares. And, and if you, I'm also going to say a blanket statement, if you know somebody that in a way you're just thinking, you know what, something just isn't right, pick up the phone and give them a call. Uh, holiday seasons, a lot of people are going to struggle from a lot of different different avenues, and, and the hurt may be something that we don't understand. It may be a, a, a separation or, or, or a financial thing or a death that could have happened years ago, but, but the holiday season brings it back to the top and stuff. Hey, just reach out. Right, right. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you that your prayers for the Jesus Labor Love your support for the Jesus labor of love, how in the, ever in the world it works. God is, is and I, we, we had a chance to um, share at the missions committee at, at Jerry's church last Sunday. And, and you know, how amazing is it <laughs> really that, that, that God allows us in, in whatever shape to, to be able to take part in what he's doing in people's lives and more times than any, it's always prayer. In other words, one thing I can say about the Jesus labor love that I can assure you of the, you know, I guess we're at the point where it's over thousands of people that we've talked to, we pray with every single one. That is going to happen, as has happened with that young lady in, on um, Sunday. More than once, I think I prayed two or three times during the conversation because Connecting them, God is like there's your marriage counseling right there. I mean that's that's what the deal is, Jerry. Yeah, and as you as you mentioned, and since you said Robbie came into Pinedale's mission committee, and, and if you're involved in the church and organization in any way possible that you could, uh, well, one thing, if you're not sure that this that this ministry is important and really is is just. Uh, God is all over it, and God is using it in a powerful way. Uh, invite Robbie to come in and speak. For one thing, your congregation, your 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 organization, that committee will be blessed by it. And also it kind of opens up the, sort of pulls the curtain back in a way that you can see just how important this ministry is. And, and, and over the, the course of time, Robbie, I, I, I'm always amazed because I hear the stories, and it's, sometimes it may not even be. It was uh, about Terry taking a battery to a, a girl, met him in Raleigh. And you know what? The battery was got, got the car running and met that need. But you know the, the, the cool part of the story was that Terry connected with her son and was able to show Christ through just, you know, just Right, spending some time with him and just talking about cars and stuff, something he was interested in. So, you know, sometimes it's the the, the side things that, that's really the most important thing, and that's what Jesus' labor of love is able to do. It opens up doors that, that ministers to people. And, man, that is – man, that, that, that puts a smile on, all over my, my heart, I mean. Oh, and it, it, it does mine. And, and so many – you know, it's just 
amazing. So, and, and, and I Scott, and you know, and and, and the, oh, Scott, as you oh mentioned, my. I mean, this he has a heart. You know, God has brought people into this ministry that have a heart for it. And if you ever hear Scott talk about having prayer with with these applicants and stuff, and then the ones we were able to help and the ones we're not able to help, man, that is just it is just absolutely powerful. Oh, it is. It is. And I, you know, from my standpoint, we help every single one if we pray with them. And, and you know, however it works, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm more than blessed. So, you know, again, that's at christiancarguy.com. That website's kind of important and it's up and, and we're going to do our best to keep it up. But um, all that stuff, you know, how you can connect in whatever way, if you want me to come speak, I would be delighted. Um, I would be absolutely delighted. I speak at churches all over, and and it's really really fun. And and if you happen to be in Tucson or wherever, I've you know I, I've I was supposed to actually go to Montana right before COVID. They had me going in California in the same trip. Um, so you know in in different churches. So wherever that may be, you know I would be honored. And and I love doing that kind of thing. And I don't charge. <laughs> you know you can get me there. There is not going to be any fee. Well, you mentioned that. I, I know you, we said you met with the missions committee, and that was a, a group inside the church. But also, Robbie came into my Sunday school class and and shared and, and, and took my class, took the class time, and touched everybody in that room. And 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 the other piece of that is also for there was people in there that that Robbie had 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 crossed paths with. Before he become Christian Car Guy Radio Guy, I mean, back when it was uh, Westside Chrysler Plymouth and stuff, and just to hear those stories, because the week before, one of the gym in my class shared the impact Robbie made, and that was that was just a cool story in itself. Because at that point, you know, Robbie has a heart for people. More importantly, he has a heart to introduce people to Christ. And that's all God, it really is. And so we need your calls, 866-348-7884. One segment left, we need it. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Christmas scripture, my old friend. I've come to walk with you again. Because a vision quite revealing left its seats while I was studying, and the vision that was planted in my heart, it can't depart within the arms of Jesus. The Christmas friend today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and this is your chance. we got one segment left, and I would love to know how God has just taken a piece of scripture and lit up your life that you had not seen it that way before this year you know what what has jumped out at you we would love 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 to hear your testimony 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share 866-34-TRUTH and so we've been talking about John the Baptist and his father Zachariah and Elisha and his his mother and, and you know, you can read in, in Luke chapter 1 all about th- this story, which I couldn't recommend highly enough that you reread it. There's a lot there. But the thing that it jumps out at me that I never really had considered was legitimately John the Baptist was a big deal. 
I, I mean, his father was one of the 24 that, 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 you know, would minister inside. In other words, he was in the holy place. He didn't go in the most holy place, but he went into the holy place and he stood there and he burned incense at the altar of incense and it said a great crowd gathered there when he was in the, in the temple doing that and they all marveled at what was he in there for so long. And so you can imagine this was a pretty big deal father that John had, and you can imagine that everybody was like, man, these people are a little old to be having a baby. I wonder if this is like Sarah. I mean, they know the story really, really, really well. And so his birth was as miraculous as it could be. And the fact that God was speaking, and it says that Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit. It says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit when Jesus's mother, Miriam, came to <laughs> came to visit. And, and all these things that, that even John had this, you know, Nazarite um, vow kind of placed over him that he wasn't to drink wine or, or strong drink, and, and he lived out in the desert and all these things. You know, when he started talking about Jesus being the Messiah, it was a legitimate statement to the people that understood, you know, their faith. And, and these people were from Jerusalem, not like Jesus, who was from Nazareth, right? These people were from Jerusalem. He, he was a big deal priest and you know he was according to this just and devout and 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 you can imagine that you know blessed are the pure in heart that that <laughs> walk in the law of the lord and that and that was zachariah you know to a great extent jerry and i i think that's something to marvel at that 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 yes they had a lot of corruption in the priesthood at that point in time but like in all places god has his remnant and they were there, and they didn't get the Messiah by accident. They, there was people that really had been praying, i.e. Simeon and Anna, and, and that were there in this story that you're going to read more about in Luke chapter 2, right? And it just, to me, is, is, is really cool things to ponder, to, to, to kind of put ourselves back in that time to where these shepherds, which were friends of the sheep, but when you think back about they're going to get visited, Abraham was a shepherd. Isaac was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. <laughs> Moses was a shepherd. <laughs> he was. Okay. King David was a shepherd. They were in great company. A lot of people say they were lowly. Oh, yeah, they're lowly because that's the amazing thing about God is he's God to the Zacharias, but he's also God to the Josephs. And to the Miriams, and to me and you, a car salesman. If he can be God to a shepherd, maybe he can be God to a car salesman. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think, you know, well, but that's part of the greatness of God is that really, you know, when you when you when he probably looks at the scale of greatness, you know, you know, here's President of the United States. Take your pick. And here you are. Well, you know, you're you're almost neck and neck. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, I, I mean, you sit there when you're saying that is is the fact that. I, th I think I'm gonna go back to the original thing. How what scripture unveiled something to you this past year? I think so many times, as you're saying it, I'm looking back and I'm thinking to myself. I, I mean, I had a situation with, with, with the father passing, Ray passing away, oh, yeah. where the situation wasn't, we didn't have, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't always the best situation. But then at the end, I saw Scripture and, and veiled come to life because of 
probably the last few weeks of his life was probably maybe the best few weeks that we and his kids had together with him. And and how how could that possibly be laying in a bed after having a, a seizure and everything else? Um, but God was all over that. And and I think so many times, I know this is we're going into Christmas, and I think sometimes we need to just kind of when we reflect and stuff, the gift of Jesus Christ. You know how many times we get those little gifts throughout the year, and we kind of we just, in our everyday life we just kind of blow by them and don't recognize them and stuff. And maybe this is a question for in a couple of weeks as we look back at the this past year and stuff, New Year's. So many times in all of our lives, God has given us those little nuggets and not always have we recognized them. <laughs> like rarely? Yeah. yeah. So, but when you think about it, you know, what you're saying is that, that in the case of your dad's life, you guys had been praying for him for years and years and years and years. And I, and I think I actually, Tammy and I watched um, Dolly Parton's Coat of Many Colors last <laughs> night. And, and I cried like a baby because, the, <clears throat> you know, those people have been praying for their father all those, you know. But the fact is that love never fails. Yep. It, it, and, and, and sometimes it doesn't come into the last, but it never fails. And time and again, we, we see that. In, in the case of, again, Zachariah or Anna or Simeon, they've been praying. These people have been waiting for 400 years. They've been actually waiting, you know, since Moses. But um, Yeah, God calls us to be faithful and, and, and to be encouraged. It's hard sometimes, but God is going to walk us through that. Oh, it's hard all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I would, you know, if you look at, if you're like me and you got relationships with kids and, and friends and, and things just go sideways, right? But it's a beautiful thing to know that, man, just, you just keep loving them and you just keep loving God and, and trust, like you said, it's all about faith that, that you know, he's going to come through. It, it's just, he's going to. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, our human side sometimes is it, the, the world will beat us down. And, and, and just thank God, uh, thank my Lord and Savior that, you know what, when I'm beat down and, and, and knocked down and, and I'm laying there and have to get picked back up, it's, it's my Lord and Savior that's knocking the dust off my knees and uh, grabbing my hand and, and, and let's take that next step. And so many times we live in a world that we don't recognize that. You know what? It's not going to. Be, it's not easy being. It's not easy living out this life. And just because we're a Christian doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. We still have those same struggles. There's a big difference. We walk with the Creator of it all. Right. And when we're struggling with walking, right? Because the Christmas friend is the Scriptures too. So Jesus is the Scriptures, and the Scriptures are Jesus. So when you can't feel Him close enough, open your Bible. It could be on your phone and read something familiar to you and you'll be right there again you know christmas yep. scripture my old friend yep. i've come to talk to you again absolutely i mean don't don't miss the opportunity over the next week to sit down and read the true story of christmas <laughs> yeah absolutely well thank you so much for listening today it's such an honor to to be here with you and we've just 
would ask, of course, that you slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. Thank you for listening. This is the Truth Network.